Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. Good morning, City Church family. Thank you for joining us this morning on this beautiful, sunny snowy Sunday morning. It's going to be a great day as we lean into the Word of God this morning. I just want to make mention, we're actually going to be receiving communion together as a church family. So I know that you're somewhere near your kitchen, so go ahead and grab some elements, something for bread, wafer, juice, whatever you would have near you in your kitchen. And we're going to be receiving communion together at the end of the message this morning. just want to make mention of a couple other things. Um, the first Sunday in February is always a special Sunday for us here at the City Church because nine years ago today, we actually had our first gathering in this building. Uh, the miracle building that we get to gather in as a church family. Um, and so it's always good to remember that it's one of the rocks from the Jordan that we have as a church family and as a, a spiritual family. It's good to remember the faithfulness of God. And as I mentioned last week, we're going to be doing a legacy series in June. We're just going to be reminiscing a little bit, um, interviewing my dad, talking about our journey, our 20-year journey here to this building that God has blessed us with. So you don't want to uh, miss out on that coming up in June. And just want to make mention again about our legacy offering that we're going to be receiving in June. Now, my uh, daughter put together a legacy offering jar for us as a family. I forgot to bring it in today to show it to you. I'll bring it with me next week, and then we'll just show you her artistic skills. And the other thing I want to make mention of is our marriage event coming up Sunday, February 21st. Um, if you are not here for the pre-show and you don't stay around for the after show, sometimes you might miss our announcement. We have a great marriage event coming up with John and Helen Burns, and they are like relationship experts. They've been married a really long time. They actually have their own show about relationships. It's called Sex, Love, and Relationships. And for $20 to be able to invest in your marriage, and to, we're going to send you a book and some other things, some other resources, definitely worth the investment, financial investment, and the time investment. So you can register for that on our event link on our website. And also, if you stay uh, for the post show, they'll have a link there for you. All right. We are starting a brand new series this morning called Saved. And a very simple thing. We're just going to be looking what God has provided for us in salvation and what it means to us in our lives on a daily basis. Now, one of my favorite online videos is there's this um, some of those videos that goes viral, and it's about a bunch of dads saving their kids from doom, basically. And there, one of the ones I remember is there's a, a kid like careening down a hill, and he's the, in a toy car, which obviously has no brakes, and he's like headed for this other child. And you see that this dad notices that their child is going to get hit by this toy car. So he runs down this hill after his child, pulls the child out of the way, you see other times where kids are like falling off of sofas and like dad is grabbing them and taking care of them. I have a very distinct memory. Um, in one of the houses that we lived in as a family, one of my daughters was, we were playing near the top of the stairs and she just started to head towards the stairs and she was of the age and she didn't really realize that where she was in relation to the stairs and she was just about to step over that top stair and fall down the stairs. But just as any good loving dad would do, we don't let them fall and say, hey, you need to learn a lesson. We take care of them, and we, I guided her just away. I saved my daughter 
Maybe they'll say thank you later. When we look in the scripture, we see in the Old Testament over and over again, God saving the children of Israel. And what would happen, we, they would actually say, he would save them from a nation or a physical place. The famous story we know with Moses that they came out of Egyptian bondage. So they came out of a place of bondage, the place where God did not want them to be. And he led the children of Israel out towards the promised land, a physical salvation. And we see the judges and the kings and all the different representations of the Messiah in the Old Testament. They had these physical salvations, which leads us all to Jesus in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, that we would experience a spiritual salvation in Christ, that we don't have to be led out of Canada to experience salvation. We can actually experience salvation right now where we are because we're going to experience spiritual freedom. And this is what all of the Old Testament uh, stories, the pictures, the types and the shadows in the Old Testament about Jesus coming. The fulfillment of that or the anti-type is Jesus coming and us experiencing spiritual salvation that would actually show up in our lives. Now, the Greek word um, in the New Testament for saved or, um, yes, saved or saved is a verb, and it's the Greek word sozo. Actually, I have a friend who has a church, sozo church, which basically just means saved church. Now, that word means made whole. It means spiritual or eternal. It means granted by God. It means to make well, to restore, to rescue, to deliver, to safety. And when we see it um, in the New Testament, we see it used in the context of physical healing, that he would save us from sickness and disease, which we're going to be talking about today as we kick off this series. Jesus went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body, so that we could experience salvation, spirit, soul, and body. Now, the noun of the word saved is salvation, which is a very familiar word to us. And that Greek word is soteria. And one of the doctrines of the church is soteriology, which is basically just the study of salvation. So we're just going to be looking at that for the next four weeks and just be seeing uh, what is in our salvation. Then how can we experience it? Not just know it, have head knowledge, but actually experience this idea of salvation for our lives, spiritual salvation. And when we think about death, we would experience spiritual death this is what Adam and Eve, they face death because of their sin. Now, death doesn't mean cease to exist. It means separation. Now, what has happened to us because of sin, we get separated from God's original intent for us. But salvation brings us back, rejoins us to the life of God. So we want to have experiential wholeness in our lives from the salvation that God provides. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says this, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. What does he bring? He brings salvation to us. It's not anything of ourselves. It's not anything of our own goodness or our own works or our own religiosity. God brings salvation. And then the good news is he brings it for all people. It's available for everyone. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 says this, Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time I have listened to you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 
in the Old Testament, once again, there was a day and Moses was going to set them free and it was some day in the future. But because our salvation in Jesus is a spiritual one, every day is a day of salvation. Every day is a day where we can experience the wholeness that, God's provi- that God provides for us, spirit, soul, and body. So now is the day. We don't want to opt out of salvation any day. Salvation is not just for Sunday. Salvation is not just for when we can gather in person. Salvation is for now. It's for right now. Now is the day of salvation where we can experience the salvation of God. Psalm 37, verse 39 says this. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is the stronghold in the time of trouble. So this is what we're looking for. Salvation from God that we can always reach out. Why? Because today is the day of salvation. So we're going to be talking about healing today. And what we want to do in this service today and as we receive communion together is that we want to pray for, lean into healing and reach out for healing. So if you're watching this on one of our live broadcasts at the 9 a.m. or the 11, why don't you go ahead and throw up a hand or a wave or something that we are going to be agreeing with you in prayer. Our church family that is gathering together online right now in this moment if, and if you are comfortable, you can say specifically what your need is in the area of healing. And we're just going to be agreeing together as a church family, praying for one another. So now when we think about healing, you know, the, the, the healing that Jesus is famous for in the scripture is a very specific type, type of healing, healing from God's power. Now, none of those do away with the things that we would know to do now. How many know it's good to have healthy practices? It's good to do exercise and it's good to do, eat right. Can I get an amen? It's good to eat right. It's good to take care of ourselves. Doctors aren't uh, opposed to the will of God because doctors are trying us to have us be healthy and whole. But when we think about spiritual or healing for our physical bodies from God, how we would think about it is the one that made our bodies can fix it. We can just reach out to God. He made our bodies. He knows how they work. So we can reach out to God for physical healing. And we hear testimonies about God's healing power working today, right now. And it's an exciting thing for us to think about for our salvation, that we have this foretaste of the healing power of God right now in this time, and that we can experience God's healing power. Now, we also know, and if you've been around church um, for any length of time, some people don't get healed. Some people, uh, the most famous person and the most famous preacher out there has prayed for somebody sometime, and then that person doesn't get healed, or, or they die. And then sometimes this is a real struggle for people. Well, I don't get that. What, what, if you know, we prayed, and it didn't work, and it can be very confusing for people. Now, we could go through a study of the Scripture And we could find some stories, we could find some things about unbelief, and we could see some things. And even in the ministry of Jesus, the the scripture said there in one place, he couldn't do any mighty work because of their unbelief. But I would say, if we study the scripture that way, which there are real things, um, people put themselves in that category, and then they don't reach out. They don't think, hey, I can receive healing. They say, well, I guess I'm one of the unbelieving ones. I guess I'm one of the ones that isn't going to receive it. But we want to do today is we want to lean in to reach out to healing. And then the honest answer for us sometimes when people don't get healed is we don't actually know why. And so we can waste all of our time trying to figure out the whys of life. But instead of doing that, what I would suggest today is that we want to reach out. We want to receive, we want to reach out with the hand of faith, know that God is a healing God. Jesus, in his ministry, 
famous for healing and miracles. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we want to lean into that today. Uh, You know, I knew a a very famous preacher one time, and somebody asked him, you know, this very serious question. They thought it was a very serious question. They said to him, what if you pray for somebody and they don't get healed? And the minister just answered back, well, they're no worse. It's not that they're worse off because we prayed for them, but so we we don't want to get caught up on our head and all of the reasons why it didn't work, but what we want to do and what we can do and what we can choose is to reach out in faith to the Lord. Jesus is famous for healing. The Bible tells us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, when we were meeting in person and we were able to pray for people, that's what we would do every Sunday. We would, somebody would come up and they would ask for prayer, for healing, and we would put our hand you know, on their shoulder or we would hold their hand. Obviously, it's a little bit of a struggle for us to do that in this moment, but what we're gonna do at the end today is what I would suggest is if you are facing some sickness and disease, some struggle in your body, what you are gonna do, you can have someone in your family lay hands on you or you can pray for yourself. You can just put your own hands on your body and pray for yourself, which we'll do today at the end as we pray. So we want to look up, uh, we're going to look at some stories today that are just going to stir up our faith in the area of healing. We're just going to read through some of the gospel stories and the healing of, of Jesus' ministry. We're going to see something here in the Old Testament, and we're just going to stir up our faith this morning. We're just going to pray, and we're going to receive, and we're going to know that God is good, and we're just going to pray for one another for healing. Can I get an amen in the room and online? All right, Isaiah 53, verse 4 says this, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. With the stripes that Jesus took on his back because he was whipped and scourged and nails in his hands and in his feet, those wounds represent for us healing that he was our substitute. He took on himself the punishment we deserve. And since he took the punishment, then we can actually walk in the blessings of salvation. Once again, a spiritual salvation. But that spiritual salvation actually shows up in our physical bodies with his wounds We are healed. And that's what we want to lean into today. We want to have faith in that. We want to stir ourselves up to reach out to the healing power of God. So we're going to pray for each other. We're going to pray for ourselves. And we see in the ministry of Jesus, there's these bunch of different methods in the New Testament. There's a bunch of different methods that people engaged in to receive healing. So we're going to pray for someone else. And then we, sometimes we can actually go on behalf of somebody else. We can see this encouraged in the scripture. So maybe even somebody today that you know is not watching, maybe a family member or a friend that's facing sickness and disease, you can actually pray for them today. James chapter 5, verse 13 says this. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. 
And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So you and I who are in Christ, we are these righteous people. Not righteous in ourselves, but righteous in that, that God provides. And what does it say? There's, there's power in our prayers. And then what is the instruction in the verses? The prayer of faith will save the sick. So what type of prayer are we going to pray today? We're going to pray a prayer of faith. What does that mean? A prayer that we just trust God. We trust God in the area of healing. We're going to reach out to him that God is powerful. He's the one that knows how to heal broken bodies. We're just going to stir ourselves up today to pray for ourselves, to pray for one another. Matthew chapter 8, here we have another way, and this is in the ministry of Jesus where we see God's healing power manifested. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 It says this, when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. So we could see there that Peter's mother-in-law was there and she was sick. And obviously they were bringing Jesus to this house to to minister to her. She couldn't go to Jesus on uh, her own strength because she was sick. So they're bringing Jesus to pray for her, going on someone else's behalf. Verse 15, and he touched her hand And the fever left her, and she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. We just read it. He took our illnesses, and he bore our diseases." So what the interpretation of the Isaiah verses is what we see here, that people are actually receiving healing for their bodies. Now, what we see here in this story is that Peter's mother-in-law got healed. And if God can heal a mother-in-law, he can heal anybody. Now, if you're married, you should not be laughing about that joke. And I'm not talking about my mother-in-law. I have the sweetest mother-in-law in the world. And June, if you're watching from Phoenix, I love you. You're the best. But I've heard things sometimes about mother-in-laws, you know, not being the greatest, you know, and if God can just reach into that situation, you know, this is actually one of my favorite preaching jokes. And just every time I read the story, I cannot resist. But anyway, (laughs) you guys should not be laughing about that. The married people, it's just, you just need to keep quiet. So he interpreted the Isaiah verses that she got healed physically in her body. That's what we want to stir ourselves up today to do. Matthew chapter 8, same chapter, verse 5. And when he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. So here we have the centurion. He's coming to Jesus on someone else's behalf. So we're going to pray for each other this morning. And once again, maybe even someone who's not watching that you could think about that's struggling with sickness and disease. We can go to the Lord on their behalf. Jesus answered to verse 7. He said, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. 
For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. Verse 10. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, no one with no one in Israel have I found such faith. Jesus is turning around to his disciples and he's having a teaching moment. He's like, look, guys, this is the faith that I'm talking about. And he's saying no one in Israel, in other words, the people who already have the covenant with God or should have faith in God, have never seen this. And here, the centurion who is outside of the covenant, who hasn't had Old Testament training, he just has simple faith in God. And that's all we need today is just a simple trust, reliance in, God, I'm going to reach out to you because I know that you are the healer. I've not found, no one in Israel have I found such face. I tell you, many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven with, well, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13. And to the centurion, Jesus said to the centurion who came on someone else's behalf, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. So this is what we're going to stir ourselves up with today. The centurion came to Jesus on someone else's behalf. And then from that moment, Jesus said, hey, as you have believed, as you, as you have reached out, as you have trusted in that God can heal and that God is a healer, this is what we would experience Luke chapter 17, another story of thankful faith. Luke 17, verse 11 says this. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. They had to, by law, they weren't able to be in the city, so they had to stand far away. And lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. Now, the reason Jesus told them to do this, because there was a ceremonial practice for healing. When you received healing, that you would go and the priest would do this ritual and he would kill a bird and set another bird free. And so he was basically telling them, hey, you've experienced healing, even though they hadn't been healed yet. Go show yourself to the priest. And then it says this, and as they went... They were cleansed as they walked away from Jesus. So not necessarily in that very moment when they heard what Jesus said, but as they went, as they went to the temple, as they went to go to the priest to do the ceremonial law, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. Man, he was just excited that he wasn't a leper any longer. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now... He was a Samaritan, similar to this previous story that we just read, the centurion, outside of the covenant, not somebody of Jewish descent. Here, this guy was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner, this person outside of the covenant? This person outside of the covenant realized something about God. See, this is what I'm just trying to emphasize today, just this simple faith. Don't rely on the fact that you have been a Christian for 40 years to try to get healed today. 
We're not relying on those things. What are we going to rely on? God. God is the bringer of salvation. God is the one in whom we put our trust. God is the one that we reach out to for salvation. And this person just had simple faith. He came back and he just said, thanks. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. And he said, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. We want to stir up our faith today. We want to be like this leper who God is healing. He just, hey, I'm just going to thank God today for his healing power. He offered me something because of what Jesus did on the cross. I'm going to receive that thing. I'm just going to be thankful. I'm going to be thankful for what God has provided for us. This last story here just shows the action of faith. Matthew chapter 12, verse 9 says this. And he went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So they might accuse him. So the, the religious leaders were always trying to catch Jesus. And he said to them, which of you has a sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more valuable is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Now let's just take a moment and think about this story. Jesus is not praying for this man. He's telling him to do something. Now we're going to pray together. There's nothing wrong with praying for each other. We read there in the book of James to do so. But here in this moment, Jesus is telling this man who has a withered hand, stretch out your hand. Now, don't you think before this moment, this man has probably tried to do that just in his own strength to stretch out his hand, whatever the condition exactly looked like. But Jesus is telling this person, hey, you can trust me. Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out and... It was restored healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him, always missing the point. See, they're in their head, they're missing the point. And what, what should we do? We shouldn't just get up our hand. I'm so confused about this. And why did this happen? And I'm not sure about this. And I don't know about this thing. Hey, let's just follow the instructions of Jesus. Let's just put our trust in Jesus. Stretch out your hand. And then he stretched it out. And after the action that Jesus told him to do, we see his hand was restored as the other, just the action of faith. We see that the centurion, his faith, he came on someone else's behalf. We see here Jesus saying something and then faith being represented by action. First Peter chapter 2 says this, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. Past tense. So in other words, something has happened in the past that God has done something for us. And because he has done something for us, he's doing something for us. That's what saved is. Saved is a verb. It's something that's taking place right now. Today is the day 
of salvation. Let's not opt out for reasons that we can concoct in our mind, but let's reach out. Let's stir ourselves up with just simple childlike faith that provision has been made today. And we read the Isaiah verses, and then here we see it in the New Testament. By his wounds, by Jesus as our substitute, we are healed. Something has already happened. And because something has happened, something can happen. So let's receive communions together. Go ahead and grab whatever elements you have there in, in your house. And let's take hold of your wafer or your cracker or whatever you have. The team is going to come up and they're going to sing one more song here at the end after we receive communion. Luke chapter 22, verse 19 says this. And he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this to remember. Remember what? Remember about Jesus. That Jesus is famous for healing and by his stripes, by his broken body, we today in simple childlike faith in the stories like the stories we just read, we can stir ourselves up to know that healing has been provided for us today. So, hey, if you're watching, it's not too late for us to have to have someone to pray for you or some of your uh, brothers and sisters in Christ to pray along with you. I know some of you don't like to hang out in the chat and that's totally fine. We're going to pray with you as well. But if you are confident today, if you're uh, not nervous to throw your hand up and say, I need healing in my body today. Everybody watching in the chat is going to join along with you today. They're going to join your faith with your faith. And we're just going to reach out to God today with childlike faith and receive what God has for us. Let's pray today. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he took stripes on his back, that his body was broken so ours could be healed. And Jesus, you told us to remember you. You told us to remember that you have provided something for us, that salvation has been provided for us, that healing has been provided for us. And so God, today we just reach out and receive what you have for us. God, we just agree and we pray for our brothers and sisters in the chat this morning who need a healing in their body. We as their family who care about them and love them, just like the people in the scripture that came on someone else's behalf. God, we are coming on their behalf today. And we just pray for them. We thank you, Lord, that your healing powers manifest in their life from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. That your power is greater than any sickness and disease that we could face, Lord. You are the one who knows how to fix broken bodies. So we just reach out today and we receive your healing power. We receive who you are. We receive your goodness. We receive your love. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's eat together. And then whatever you have for juice, go ahead and take that in your hand.
And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup is poured out for you. It is the new covenant in my blood. So it's the new covenant. Something spiritual happens on the inside of us so that we can actually experience something in our lives, that we can experience wholeness, the wholeness of salvation. Jesus shed blood reminds us that our sins are washed away, that all of our past mistakes are under the blood of Jesus, that I can actually stand righteous in God's presence because of what Jesus has done. So let's just pray today. God, today we thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that his blood washes away our sin. God, we thank you for forgiveness today. That my past is past because of what Jesus has done. We thank you for your righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's drink together. Hey, if you are watching this morning and you have never taken a first step in your relationship with God, the gospel, the good news is all about what Jesus has done for us, the salvation that he has provided. And how he did that is he lived a sinless life He died on the cross and God raised him from the dead so we could know God for ourselves. So all you have to do today is say yes, making Jesus the Lord of your life, God as your father. So I'm gonna pray here in a second and invite you to pray along with me. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life and he died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so I could know you. So today I say yes to that relationship. I say yes to your righteousness. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.